Steve Dales of the World on WGN, nine minutes after one o'clock. We've had the parade in the studio of candidates for mayor, and just another candidate is here, and that is uh, Fourth Ward Alderman Sophia King. Alderman, I will ask you the question I begin with every other candidate. Why do you want to be mayor? <laughs> Good question. And first of all, Steve, thank you for having me. Um, look, you know, I, I love the city. I, I think uh, we are in at a pivotal point. Uh, we're in a crisis. Crime's out of control. Um, tensions are high everywhere. Uh, I think the gap between the haves and the have-nots are even further. Um, I think there's so many groups at odds, whether it's with this administration, whether it's the teachers, uh, the police, uh, the business, uh, my colleagues yeah. um, are speaking with their feet. Um, and I think the city, How, What you do you know, mean by that, that they've all uh, gone yeah, away? Yeah, there's, I mean, this is, you know, unprecedented. A uh, record number of aldermen. Yeah, 14. Now, I, now, I think we're going to get even higher. So, so there's you and one other that's leaving because you're want to be mayor right but yeah the number is i think it's a record or it is near a record. Rec- yeah i mean why do you think that is um you know i i think leadership is part of that uh some of them have spoken to that quite candidly others are being pragmatic you know i think the the um uh climate that we're in as well has something to do with, with that but I, I i think leadership is is a big part of that um, and so, you know, anyway, we, we need, speaking of leadership, we need somebody who can speak to all of Chicago um, and still bring the unwieldy black and brown disenfranchised communities uh, much relief and resources. Um, you know, someone who can also blend targeted law enforcement uh, with robust wraparound services. You know, I represent, um, I don't know if you know, from Hyde Park to downtown with Bronzeville in the middle. It's kind of a microcosm of the city. I have about four times as much lakefront as anybody else. Represent Grant Park, Northerly Island, Museum Campus, um, uh, Soldier Field, you know, all of these are things I think that are representative of Chicago. I chair the Progressive Caucus, uh, have one of the most striking billion dollar developments uh, in Michael Reese or the former Michael Reese. And you haven't heard any any tension around that. And that's because of leadership. I led the fight for 15. Um, and what that was that? Uh, the fight for $15 minimum wage. Uh, I was a lead sponsor for that. Uh, and obviously, you know, it brought a lot of folks out of poverty. Now, you know, with the pandemic, we see you can pay $22 for folks. So it's, it, I, I wouldn't say it's a moot point, because I think those are still issues. Um, but I, you know, I led efforts for mental health investment, um, and so I think all of those things uh, uniquely put me in a position to lead uh, on the fifth floor. We we don't need somebody, you know, who's flying the plane and fixing it at the same time. Um, you <laughs> know, right, and let, me, so, let me ask you a, 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 an honest question. So you're in one of the more high profile parts of the city. That's sure. absolutely true. And one of the more diverse because you get a little bit of that community and that community and that community. Sure. And it's interesting. The ward, the fourth ward is a very important ward not that they all aren't but right. but it truly is having said that this really important ward aldermen of course know that place you have had in city hall sure 
The public may not. I mean, Alderman and Alderman, their names are more recognizable, perhaps, than yours. Sure. I, and I think that's part of the challenge here, getting my name and my message out here. That hadn't been a priority of mine before. It's really just serving my constituents who were, uh, you know, in the fourth ward. And now it'd be the entire city. So, you know, we have to get our plan out there. Uh, I think we have... You know, crime, I think, is a number one, two, and, and three issue. Uh, we've got a robust uh, safety plan. I think part... Uh, I want to talk uh, about that. All sure. right, I want to hear about that robust safety plan. So the minute you're in office, I've read and have seen you speak elsewhere, mm-hmm. where you said our current superintendent, Brown, may no longer be when you're mayor, sure. the superintendent. Uh, is that true? And also, well, you've got to do more than that. So what would you do? Yeah. So I, I think we need new leadership on the fifth floor as well as, you know, at CPD. Um, so I would definitely uh, have a change in leadership. Uh, I think it was a mistake to go outside of the city. I think we have a very unique uh, city with different neighborhoods. Uh, that's part of what makes our city great, too. But it's, you know, very unique. Um, so I would repo- uh, seek to promote from within. Um, I don't think the police feel supported. Um, I think, um, you know, like I said, representing from Hyde Park to downtown with Bronzeville in the middle, the number one request I get is for police presence, for more police. Uh, what that says to me is that there's still a respect and a reverence uh, for police. Well, um, so we need some, to go I ahead. There, I think there was some point in time during the pandemic for a variety of different reasons, mm-hmm. uh, some of them most having nothing directly to do with Chicago, George Floyd, et cetera, mm-hmm. where people in Chicago and all across the country, to some extent across the world, mm-hmm. became anti-police, for lack of a better way of saying it. Yeah. If that is the case, I think the tide has turned. What do you think? I, You know, I do think that um, that profession has... Uh, taken a lot of the brunt of what's been happening across uh, this country. Um, And I think, you know, uh, that that's uh, not been good, and especially not for our our city. Um, Like I said, I think, you know, we can, there are false narratives out here. I think we can both have safety and justice, meaning we can uplift our police and hold them accountable. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. And I think that's the narrative that we hear. We're also leading the narrative from uh, the uh, bad officers, let's just say. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of good officers out there. Um, And so we need to seek to change leadership to fill those vacancies. Um, We also know that over 60% of calls for 911 are for nonviolent offenses. So we need to have those professionals respond to homeless issues, to mental health insecurities, to to other social services. That will then free up police to respond to more violent um, crimes. Some some other candidates are saying the same sort of thing. So my question to you when we come back will be, how do you do that? I also want to talk about... Safety, particularly on the CTA. I want to talk about carjackings and uh, whatever you want to talk about. 312-981-7200. You can call. You can text, of course. 312-981-7200 on WGN. Steve Dale back with you on WGN. Alderman Sophia King of the Fourth Word is... Fourth Word? Is that what I said? (laughs) Fourth Ward. Thank you very much. (laughs) Who is running for mayor and... uh, if I'm sure you'll win, but if you don't, you could just be a co-host because clearly I need one. <laughs> On the radio now with Ricky, you call WGN. Hi, Ricky. Oh, lost him. 
Um, I somehow hit the wrong line. That's my fault. Ricky, you are here. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's your question? So my question is, uh, January 1st, we're going to have the Safety Act take effect. I'm kind of curious what your position is on it and uh, if you think this is going to create safety issues for citizens that are not going to be confronted with people being released from jail and changes in bonds on dangerous crimes. Well, that's a great question, Ricky. What's more, I want to add to that. Even right now, the assertion is, and I've said this publicly on the air, that our Cook County state's attorney in some ways at times acts more like a public defender. That's my view, but I'm not alone. And when I've said that on the air, every candidate who's been in studio, with the exception of our mayor, has said, you're right about that. What do you think? Well, first of all, thanks for the question. I I think there's a lot of disinformation and misinformation, uh, including fake newspapers, uh, you know, about the Safety Act. Fake Um, newspapers? Yes. uh, Literally? Yes. Oh, right. You didn't hear the governor talking about all of the fake newspapers? I got a couple at my my home as well. Yes, I know now Um, what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that the Safety Act has yet to go into effect. So we cannot blame the Safety Act for all of the crime. And there there is a lot of crime, so I'm not saying that. Um, That being said, I think there are some things in the bill that I agree with. And there are some things that certainly need to be fixed. I hope we get to that, um, you know, beforehand. In terms of, you know, leadership, I think part of the problem with uh, the leadership now is there's a lot of finger pointing. um, And I think there is so much for the city to do um, uh, that we need to look within and fix our issues, uh, but I'll be the type of leader to work with uh, the state's attorney, the attorney general, the governor, uh, the chief judge. We need all those people in order to really solve uh, the issues that we have. So collaboration um, will be part of one of the strengths of my leadership, and I've shown that in so many ways. Now, th- thank you, Ricky. Uh, that was a great question. Uh, yep. you, you did an interview where you said, the question was, your first day in office, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And And you said exactly what you just said. I'll bring yeah. everyone together. Sure. So the presumption is that hasn't happened. No, it 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 hasn't. Um, you know, like I said, uh, there we need collaboration, not you know combativeness, and we need all of these people. Look, look at the governor has his own resources. The uh, Cook County Board President has their own resources, um, and everybody's kind of throwing good money after bad. There's no um, you know cohesion there, uh, and um, you know taking advantage of efficiencies that are there. I would seek to do that. Uh, I think we need that as part of our safety plan. That would be one of the first things to do to bring leadership together. But then after that, you know, we have to put things into action. You said, you know, how are we really going to deal with with crime? How are mm-hmm. we specifically going to do it? Well, we're going to be rolling out our safety plan uh, in the next couple of weeks. I will give you, you know, kind of a teaser of how we would do that as well. So incentivizing police, I think, is part of that. They're part of the plan, but they're not, you know, the entire plan. I was beginning to talk about, you know, how we could also target, um, you know, probably 2,000 black and brown folks and sent them to come into uh, the legal economy, let's just say, um, with um, um, uh, uh, stipends, uh, job training, uh, trauma-informed care. So we couldn't get at it from a holistic standpoint, but we also have to get at it, you know, um, directly. We have to hold violent 
criminals accountable. We're and not, we need are, are our, we doing that right now? No, I don't think we're doing it well. Um, you know, arrests are down 75%. So we, we've got to increase that. That's well, what I mean uh, by we have to look internally to do that. Like I said, police don't feel uh, supported. Um, one, so, one reason why they don't feel supported, I believe, uh, because we've had representatives of the police department on the show, mm-hmm. one reason why they feel not supported is that, okay, they do They do arrest someone, but that person is out the same day. I go through a red light camera at three miles or whatever the heck it is now over. I'm in more trouble than that person who commits a felony. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, unfortunately, that whole, uh, you know, speed camera thing was, again, a false narrative that we did not need to go down. It placed us as city councilmen in this false position of choosing, you know, safety, you know, over equity, um, because all of those cameras are, you know, placed in inequitable uh, positions. Um, You know, we gained 59 million in little over six months, uh, but it was on the backs of black and brown people. So again, I think we can, you know, have safety and justice, Uh, we can uplift our police and hold them accountable. And so these are false narratives that I will get away from, I will seek to both uplift police, hold them accountable, incentivize folks to come back to Chicago or not leave Chicago. There are two professions where we throw everything at their feet that we are unable to solve and we say solve them that's the police and our teachers and they both are speaking with their feet so we have to make sure that they feel um, like they are supported like they are part of our community they're our brothers our sisters our uncles our aunts that's a strong message we have to send first then we have to incentivize them to stay here uh, beyond that then we have to also um, create ways to do that immediately. I think there are ways we can bring thousands of police back. We'll roll that out in our safety plan. Can you give me a uh, tease on that? Well, part of it, I think we can use some of uh, um, retired police, uh, bring them back to the detectives so that we can solve. You know, our clearance rates are some of the lowest in the country. So say, we can say, bring... Well, 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 I'm sorry for interrupting. Sure. But say that again, because I want you to say that again. That our clearance rates are some of the lowest in the country. Which means... And so, Yes, so Which we means need, we're not solving crimes. We're not solving crimes, so that incents criminals to do more crimes. That's so, step one. Yes. And step two, when they are solved, as I mentioned earlier, it seems as though many are right back out on the street. Yeah, I, I think that there are, like I said, there are things that everybody can do. There are things that uh, the chief judge can do better. There are things that the fifth floor can do better. There are things that the state's attorney can do better. There are things that the state, but we need to talk about those things. We don't need to point fingers at each other. We need to get in a room like people want us to do. They want grown people to get in a room come out with some solutions. And so far, it's just been this combative nature. Nobody's really sitting down and tried to fo- solve these real problems. That's what I'll bring to the fifth floor, really bringing people together to solve problems. And I've got a plan to put in place for that. So here's the honest question that comes from that. I mean, I, I've had people who are running for mayor in the sure. sitting right where you're sitting mm-hmm. that once supported Lori Lightfoot for mayor. Sure. And now they don't even talk to one another that combative nature and Lori Lightfoot's campaign wisely is I may not be nice, but I'm getting the job done. Yeah. Uh, if you don't talk to other people, isn't that part of what politics is all about? Yeah. Relationships are important. Like I said, my colleagues are speaking with um, 
uh, their feet. We're losing institutional knowledge in the administration. Uh, we need all of these people to come together to solve these issues. They are big issues. They're not insurmountable. I see a future of Chicago that's really great. I mean, we are centered in the Midwest now. Water. We're right by water. I mean, we people are. don't understand how important that commodity is, right? Important. We're not on either coast. We are a livable community, meaning, you know, we're not New York, San Francisco, and L.A. You can actually live here on a livable wage. So we, we have a great uh, city. It needs to be greater. I think with collaboration, we can be a lot greater. And what we've seen is a lot of combativeness and not working together. And to solve these issues, we need to start by collaborating. Are dogs the answer for the CTA to make it safe? I think dogs can be part of the pro- plan there. I think I would also, you know, have officers there. Again, we need... We, we need bodies. Yes, we? we do need bodies. And like I said, we've got a, a very robust plan to bring folks back immediately. But also our safety plan isn't just around police, as I said, you know, we can use alternative social workers, for example. Yeah. Now, how would you do that? So, like I said, over 60% of calls to 911 are for nonviolent offenses, right? Somebody calling about a homeless person, somebody calling about somebody with mental health insecurities. We need professionals to solve that. And by the way, me and some of my colleagues in the Progressive Caucus, we have a pilot program out there. So there's four police districts where they're actually doing that. We've been encouraging the mayor to escalate that program so that we can respond to the over 60% of calls, free police up to do the non- more nonviolent things. So I would escalate that right away. I will we say have J- the money for that. Yes. I, I will say James Keppelman, 46 ward alderman, one of those walking aldermen, yes. uh, have, has said for years, he's a clinical social worker. Mm-hmm. He has said for years before the pandemic that this is what we need to do. Yeah. And what I happen to know uh, and I am saying this with his permission, is when he retires, quote unquote, uh, he wants to remain on board to help with this sort of thing. Yeah. And like I said, we need folks who are trained uh, to answer the more than 60 percent of calls to 911 that are for nonviolence offenses. Again, freeing up the police to do what they do better, um, which is respond to violent offenses. Um, and it's a win-win there. Also, I would say, again, uh, part of our safety plan also includes looking at, you know, kind of targeted uh, law enforcement or racial redress, looking at those, you know, 2000 or so um, black or brown folks who we know are likely to sh- be shot or get shot or shoot or get shot um, to, you know, put resources to them, you know, offer them the opportunity to come into the legal economy uh, to be a productive citizen in that way. Yeah, I'm running out of time here. 30 30 seconds or less for you to answer. But if they're involved in gang warfare, is that a realistic solution? Yeah, but not everybody is. And, and, And obviously, if we haven't caught them or if they haven't been caught. But my thing is that they're not there, not everybody is. So we need to offer an incentive. We need to be, you know, uh, incentive for them to choose door number one as opposed to door number two. And while we have them so that we're not back here in 10 years, we say, here's some job training, right? Here's some uh, mental health trauma informed care. Here are some mentors that you can look up to um, and, and have them and captivate them while we have them as opposed to letting the streets, you know, be their mentor. Well, we need to thing, get them. One, and, go I'm ahead. sorry. We're That's just okay. out of time. But one thing is certain. No one could disagree who's listening to you now. You're passionate 
about Chicago and about what you think should be done. I Al- love this city. Yeah, it's clear. Alderman Sophia King, Fourth Ward, running for mayor. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for having me. Thank you.